His mysterious plan. I've been working with a couple. They graduated here a couple years ago, and they're doing their marriage preparation a little bit here, but mostly down in Phoenix. And they reached out to me, it was about a year ago, and they said, hey, Father, you know how we're engaged? I'm like, yeah. They said, we realized that you know, we had this perfect plan of graduating, getting jobs, getting the house, getting married. But when we actually faced reality, we realized that our relationship is actually not where it needs to be. And so we're just going to delay the wedding a little bit. And I said, I have so much respect for you. You cannot lay a foundation that's too strong to build the rest of your lives on. So fast forward, so uh, they plan to get married in November 2020. <laughs> so, of course, all the plans were kind of off, but, but as it drew closer, they said, you know what, there's family that's not going to come from back east, and that's their choice, and we're going to do this, and all this stuff. Um, and then that's the couple where uh, a week before the wedding, the groom got COVID. And... The bride was not too happy. So, um, like, I had this plan. I had this perfect plan. And then the reality of what's happening is ruining it. And so we talked. She talked to Father Matt. I talked her off the ledge. So, but, like, I said, why don't we just postpone it a few weeks? And so this Saturday, the plan is for them to get married, so you can pray for them. Um, but I said, you don't realize the best kept secret in the church is a post-Christmas wedding because the church is all decorated. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> it makes phenomenal pictures. It's going to be awesome. But don't we all make these perfect plans? We have it all laid out in our minds. I, I, I remember even for myself, when I was younger, I was like, okay, I'm going to graduate. Uh, I'll get the job, and then uh, I'll get married by the time I'm 24, and then I'll, you know, we'll have a couple kids, and then I'll be a millionaire by the time I'm 40, and then I'll retire early. And then life happens, right? You know, God has a different plan. In our first reading today from 2 Samuel, King David has this great plan. He's like, you know, I have this beautiful house, this monument I built. And I realized that God's, you know, still dwelling in the ark. The ark's in the tent. And so he's like, I'm going to build God a house. That's what I'm going to do. It'll be great. Here, God, I have this perfect plan. And God speaks up through the prophet Nathan. Oh, so you're going to build me a house. Okay, you have this plan for me. Um, tell me all about these plans you have. But then God speaks into this, and he, he, he speaks the truth of what's happening. He says, it was I who took you from the pasture. I have been with you wherever you went. I have destroyed all your enemies before you. And then he tells him what he will do. I will make you famous. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them. I will give you rest from all your enemies. I will raise up your heir after you. I will be a father to him. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. You and I have these little plans for ourselves. God's plan for us is so much bigger. 
It's so much better. It's so much more mysterious. You know, David's thinking like, I, I can do this. Look, it, it, here, just let me, let me have control, God. And, and everything will, if, here, just you listen to me, God. And I'll tell you how everything will work out perfectly. And, and, and God just laughs at that, right? It's like that old adage, you know, you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. So, and God says, let me tell you the plans I have for you. Like, my plans are so much bigger than anything you could plan for yourself. Do you trust me? And in the end, David, David says, okay, I trust you. And yet God still has him cooperate in the plan. God's going to do it, but he wants David to cooperate. And he does, and he helps set things up, and his son builds the temple. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, builds the temple for God. Mary shows us also how to respond. She, she recognizes, you know, as, as we hear in our, first, or our gospel in Luke 1, that nothing will be impossible for God. That God doesn't have to do it my way. He, he doesn't have to do it according to my plan, because God can do anything. And actually, he, how high his ways are above our ways, his thoughts above our thoughts. And so Mary responds, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And it's just a curious last line. It says, Then the angel departed. Just when things get difficult, doesn't it feel like God has left the party? But somehow God always gives us what we need. That God is with us. God is guiding all things. And so Mary is able to say yes to the Lord because she has a relationship with him. She trusts him. And so when things don't go the way she wanted, she trusts him and she's able to go with that. This, this whole year, every one of us, it's... On, on one hand, it's so easy to talk about um, all, everybody experiencing the same thing, that, that all of us have had plans frustrated this year. And, and we've all had an invitation from the Lord to say, how am I going to respond? Now, it's okay to feel annoyed, angry, sad, disappointed. It's okay to feel those things. And I, I believe our God actually wants to hear them from us. Tell me all about what you had hoped for. Because it's only by getting that stuff out. Because if we don't get it out, it's kind of like me saying, if I, if I had said to that bride, it's okay, you can just get married another day. She'd say, but Father, you don't understand. I have all these plans. But instead, you say, what, what had you hoped for? Oh, Father, I had hoped for this, this, and this, and this. And you know what, Father? It's okay. We can make a new date, and it'll be okay. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but there's something important about just expressing that, about getting that out. And, and as we even express to God what we want, our hopes, our plans, we, we need to make plans. Like, we need to, we need to know what we're going to do on Christmas Eve and Christmas and, and next year. We need to plan ahead for our retirement or whatever like we have to make plans but the invitation is to actually hold them gently and with freedom so that God is still free to do what he wants to do to do something better 
And, and it happens, gosh, in, in big ways, but even in small ways. Like, and, and I think this is the key to peace. Look, look at anything that steals our peace. I remember the other day I was, I was working on something and the Wi-Fi was finicky. You ever get that? You know, it's just like, uh, uh, and you're just like, mm. like, I had this, I mean, it sounds so simple. Like, I had this plan. I was to be done with this in two minutes and then move on to that task and then, but now I'm totally at the mercy of the Wi-Fi gods, you know, like. But in that moment, can I take a breath and say, does God know where I'm at right now? Is God still working all things for my good? Do I trust God? Do I trust that God knows what I have to do and where I'm at and what's going on? So even in, even in those small moments, you know, um, driving in traffic, especially over the holidays, right? And then there's accidents. And, I, you know, I thought, caught myself yesterday. I was driving through Phoenix and then there was an, um, everything was stopped. And, and you can get so frustrated, like, oh my gosh, I, you know, my plans are thwarted. And it's like, wait, somebody was in an accident. Somebody's having a bad day up ahead. Why has it all got to be about me? Can I just take a breath and say, God, I just, whatever you're doing here, I just pray for these people involved. And I just pray for a freedom and a peace to know that everything's going to happen the way it needs to. And so there's a beautiful prayer that I've been praying recently. I think it's called the surrender prayer. And it's simply, oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Oh Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. He already is taking care of everything. But what he invites from you and I is our cooperation, our participation, our surrender of our own will to his will. The little and the big. Yesterday I received a text from somebody. I did their wedding a couple years ago and they're in the hospital. Um, she's pregnant with their first child and there's complications. But then she followed up and t I said, I'm praying for you. And she texted back and she said, my consolation right now, I'm reading about Mary in the scriptures and how she was pregnant and how all these things were happening and she trusted in God. And so I'm asking for Mary's intercession that I also can just trust in God, that God loves me, he loves my baby, and then he has a plan for our future. That somehow God knows exactly where I am, that God is with me, and that he's working this plan it seems so mysterious from my perspective, but it comes from a God who's perfect and loving and good. And the plans that he makes can be so different from what I want, but they're mysterious and perfect.